coming tonight. Round of applause for our guests. My name is Rob, I am your MC for the night. I have lost my voice, but it is the World Cup, so I hope you will forgive me. Welcome to Today at Apple. Now, Today at Apple is a series of programs that we run in store um, that are fun and educational, where people can come in and learn a little bit more about their products, about the culture, about the city that they live in, just about anything in general. Um, but you have not come here to hear me talk tonight, you have come to hear our amazing guests. Um, so I would just like to welcome Dukan to the stage, and they are gonna take it away for us. Thank you very much, guys. I would like to thank Satwa for our carpet. Uh, shout out to Yo, they could be on sponsor, by the yeah, way. Exactly. We can actually get them to stay, and that wouldn't be a bad idea. Exactly. Like, I'm actually down. <laughs> They'll check it out. Whole new generation of young people today who belong nowhere. But I prefer to be now cast during culture kids, where the concept of the dukan is the, the corner shop or the top. We are live outside. Hey, yo, what's up, people? What up, nation? It's a revolution of expression. You tuned into the dukan show. Stay tuned in. Arab digital generation is shaping our identity, their creative expression, and their future. So please give a very warm welcome. Welcome to your tribe. Welcome, Yaoti. Welcome. Welcome, you. Welcome you yourself. Have you ever, have you ever, since you started this podcast, have All you right. ever thought that we would be the first podcast, I'm going to emphasize on this, globally? Since the beginning of time. Since the worldwide. We're the right? first podcast to be at like, the But I feel like you're both attacking me at this point. This is how we love you. But have you ever thought that <laughs> we're going to be right okay. here right now? No, definitely not. Because the thing is, when you think the first or trying to do anything like that, I never thought Dukan would be that when I started it, like two years ago, when this kicked off, and you're going to tell me we're going to be the first podcast globally to host a Today at Apple Talk, there's no way anybody's going to believe that. And somehow, some way, globally, globally. No, because the thing is, you'd assume it would have been New York or San Francisco. This is the to thing. Break that we, so we can't get a visa to it. We basically. thought we were flying under the radar. <laughs> this is, we thought we were flying under the radar because normally most people don't really pay too much attention yeah. to podcasts or even regional content when you look at it. I thought it would for sure be like a San Francisco podcast Something. or, yeah, because that's the home yeah. of this kind of content. But and that's where you found out how to make the show, yeah? Yeah, so pretty much the story. Yeah, tell us the story, man. I know the story you usually say, I went to San Francisco. Wow, you're making it sound horrible. <laughs> no, okay, so how the podcast as a, as a concept started, while I was still here, I did radio when I was back in university with Danny Neville. And, you know, music radio is a whole other different experience that has taught me a lot. And then getting my first job and moving into the professional industry, I got to a point where I wasn't too happy. So I switched jobs, and at the same time, I applied to a university that I really wanted to get into, right? Which was notorious for a 7% acceptance rate. So during my job interview, they were asking me, you know, all the different questions. Oh, you know, how good am I? And trying to figure out you as a potential employee. And at the time, what I decided to do was let them know that I'm actually going to be leaving. Yeah, I'm so Mike. you're like, I in love your job, months. but I'm a bounce. <laughs> so in three months, Just in case, if I do get accepted, I'm out. So they're like, sure, you're not going to make it. You can stay here. Guess what? Three months in, I made it, packed my bags, moved out to San Francisco on the, on the spot. See, I'm a Sudanese record breaker. This is what happens on to the, the educated. <laughs> Don't worry about it. The moment. One day. They said, here Not you go, one, sir. On the spot. Yeah. It didn't take a day. They said approved. And that's the true success <laughs> of this story. This is why we're here. It's not the podcast. No, it's that, right? <laughs> so I went out there, and at that time is when I first heard podcasts. I didn't know what it was. And it was because of Serial. 
So yo, cereal is legit. it's epic. It it took a story and it made it into an audio universe. Yeah. And I fell in love. Phenomenal. I fell in it's love. It's like probably one of the best investigative journalism shows. And if you've never heard about podcasts, that was like the gateway drug. Yeah. It kind of just threw you into it. And from there, I started listening to different shows and getting a feel of it. And what I loved about it was that they were all different. They didn't follow specific rules. They, it, it didn't feel, radio was so regimented and we had a, a strict schedule and all these rules that we had to abide by. And suddenly that changed and I didn't need to listen to them anymore. Right. And that's yeah. what was great about it. So I was like, okay, there's something here. And I went back and I decided to kind of redesign something. Was there any podcasts already here? So when, when back, I came back, the as I was kicking it off, somebody told me about a potential podcast that was starting in Saudi. But other than that, there was nothing. Yeah. Um, and then that was when I met Jibin for us. And I was like, hey, and they had a gig and they're, you know, you know, the rappers, musicians, DJs, producers. And I went up to them and I was like, hey guys, I have, I want to start this show. And they're like, all right, let's do it. And at the time we didn't know what it was going to be called, but it was so purposeful in its identity where it was something that is ours. I wanted it to be true to who we are. I was like, this is not a hip hop show. This is not a music show. This is a show about our story. We could create something for us and people like us. And that was the birth of the ideation. Three months in, over 45 different type of audios. That's OT. Like, he's like, let's get a hobby done. Yeah. He'll ditch 45 of your episodes and then he'll let, and then you, I'll take like, that. let you get the episode, 46 up. So audio 46 made episode one. Nice. And it was still horrible. But <laughs> what I did was that it took away out of my job. It took away out of my weekends. And it was funny because like when my parents... Because like, Faraz lived in Sharjah, so whenever I'd go to his place, i stop by my parents. And I'd tell them, I'm going to Faraz's place, we're going to work on this to can. They actually thought I was going to open a shop. Like they thought, you like, know, what they they know, know, at some point, I like, think at some point, all right, <laughs> I told my mom, she's like, okay, where do we go? How do we buy stuff from it? It's the most difficult argument to have with them, because like trying to, it took me a while to get what a podcast is, let alone trying to explain to them yeah. what yeah. a podcast is. So I kind of didn't bother with it. And... One of the first things as we were developing this was that I wanted it to be a unique sound design. So the first thing I created into it was a concept I took from theater, which is pretty much the idea of a fourth wall, right? So to you guys that have been listening, experience you've just had is what a fourth wall pretty much is. Yeah. We welcomed you into our universe. We completely ignored the existence of an audience and allowing for you guys to pretty much see what our world looks like. This is what the recording process of every podcast episode feels like, right? And the beauty about it is that Akawi just had to mess everything up. <laughs> you had a like, oh, The beauty about it is that it wasn't me for the, the easiest example is think of sitcoms. They always have live audiences, such as yourself. Didn't you always but want to be part of that Seinfeld tell- Seinfeld. Stop yeah. interrupting. It's a show about You're now. not going to make it to Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> but to the Seinfeld ex- example... Yeah. Um, that's what happens, right? They have a live audience, but you were into the world and universe of Seinfeld and his friends, right? And that's what we recreated. It was never done in audio before. It was always theater or video elements. Think Deadpool. What I just did is what you guys have at Deadpool, right? When he kind of breaks out and talks to you guys and then goes back to his people, it's the same experience. So that's what I wanted to recreate. And that was a big part of the play of the show. We were pretty meticulous about every little detail that went into it. And all of this was born out of this little dingy, tiny bedroom studio shift makeover type space where for a sound booth it was an upside down treadmill with a pretty much we had a blanket on top of it and we had to sit in there so we can soundproof our space right and being myself I 
detail-oriented, and I get very meticulous about the little stuff. And the guys are musicians, so they're so we're all audiophiles, and we got into the little nitty-gritty of what is this going to be, and what is our message, and what's our story. So before we even knew what the name of the show was, we knew the structure, we knew the idea. Because what I wanted to create was a voice for myself, a voice for us, and a voice for this us, right? Where suddenly we are the voice of the third culture kids and we're the home for the others and those that pretty much don't fit in anywhere suddenly you have a home with us because the dukan is the space that felt most comfortable and for the non-arabic speakers in the room dukan means shop it's a small shop be it a bodega you want to call it a corner store or a grocery or even barbershop right that's the experience that we wanted to create that was ours and to allow us to share our stories with the rest of the world and that's where this entire idea was born out of and in a studio in Charlotte. From a little studio we, in Sharjah. Exactly, right? Yeah. And to stay true to the little studio in Sharjah, we actually took out our mics and went and hung out in the streets for a few hours to record street noises because this is not New York streets. These were Sharjah streets. And it's not as ghetto, by the way. Sharjah's safe. Don't worry. You can all go. I'll take you down, right? But um, what we did was that we, we showcased, we pretty much went through our usual Dukan experience in Sharjah and recorded that audio. And now became our first jingle and our first sound and our first identity. And Alphonic, who's a music producer, kind of packaged it all together and create this intro for us. And this is what we sounded like when we kicked off. What are we doing? What do you guys want? Urban Life. Neighborhood Venture. Pull up a seat and pass the time. <laughs> the Dukan. Hosted by OT, Toothless, and Ishad. Great. So, this is how we kicked off the show. And if you notice, all these sound elements that you've heard on this were very structured and they were chosen, like everything. Us in the shop talking to the guy, you know, us hanging out and laughing and chit-chatting and doing all these different things. And it, interesting, interestingly enough, what we also decided to do was that we wanted everything to be true to its cause. So there's nothing there that was by accident, even the instrumental. We are hip-hop heads, but we didn't want a hip-hop show, so we wanted something that kind of gives you a taste of what that might be like, right? And coming from radio, this was my world, right? Where we were not allowed to cuss, you had to be loud and animated. I didn't have to do that anymore, right? Like that whole change. And then it was always about having timely questions and it's always directed and you had to watch the clock at all times because if I'm sitting with you and I'm having an interview and you're answering questions, I need to at some point interrupt you because the clock, I have ads coming up and different ideas. So the structure was brutal, right? Suddenly, I did not need to follow any of it. Now we cuss as much as we want. I've always been cussing ever since. And he's the worst example of it, <laughs> right? But we can let a guest or we can sit and record for three, four, five hours, no problem. We can record for 10 minutes, right? Suddenly we had the freedom to create this experiential universe that we wanted. And as that story developed and we got further into the episode, I mean, we just started, I think we're about episode six is when you and I met. And yeah. I, I want to address that because the way that experience kind of came together was like everything for me was a sonic experience it was always what are you going to feel when you're listening to this because if we're three sitting here talking the fourth seat needed to be filled by you right which is why there was the fourth wall which is why we didn't we had our intro and out we didn't have an intro and outro into the show we just kind of came into the middle of the conversation as though 
coming in and sitting and talking to us. So the sonic experience and design was very key to it. And at that time is when I actually met Reem. I was at an industry event. Anybody who's been in advertising or marketing industry, show of hands real quick. All right, all right, Dubai Links. Yeah. Okay. No. Rami, we did that together. That's right, I remember <laughs> that, <laughs> right? But at the time, um, I think it was Moe, if you remember, he came and told me, yo, you gotta meet this girl. You should interview her on your show. She's perfect. And then he introduces me to Reem. And Reem and I kind of clicked. Yeah, we did. Right then and Life-changing. Like, it was life-changing. It was. I agree. So, you know what? I, OT's life-changing. I have a natural habit of disagreeing with him. Yeah, yeah. Always. He says something correct, and you're like, absolutely <laughs> oh, wait, wait. not. Yeah, that you're is ridiculous. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that's when Reem and I met. And the best part about that entire conversation was I found out Reem had studios. She had a video and audio production company. Suddenly, I don't have to ask somebody to come to Sharjah to record. Like, ladies, imagine I came to you. And I was like, hey, you want to come on the show? And you're like, yeah, let's do this. And I'm like but our studio's in my friend's place in his apartment in Sharjah, in his bedroom. Do you want to come over? <laughs> right? So suddenly, that entire conversation changed because Reem had audio studio space. So, so um, yeah. Pretty much. The, it works. So, it's probably because I'm passing you. Um, I don't know if you've ever like invited a friend over for like a slice of pizza and they stayed on your couch for five years. That's my OT. Like basically, he took this idea of a show and I totally got it because as uh, an Arab woman, as somebody who's Filipino, Iraqi, Filipino, Canadian, I wasn't hearing the stories that represented me. And when OT finally showed me the Dukan show, it dawned on me, oh my God, there are people like me and this is a format that gets me to, that I can understand honesty and authenticity. And finally, there's a space for people like us. So this is our stand at Collective where OT and I met. Collective is um, the pride and joy of my life. It's a content creation company filled with the most passionate people you'll ever meet. And part of that used to be audio studios. We're building brand new ones in a brand new villa. But the truth is, in these suites where was where we began so working in. together. Yeah. OT upgrade, basically OT. moved in. Yeah. yeah, I did. And what that means is, it wasn't that he was at, like Akawi said the word maslahti, which is like the Arabic word for somebody who like uses you when they need you. I don't know what the word is in English, it's but just, it's yeah, it's just somebody who's like trying to take advantage don't of you. Up. But haters gonna hate, and Akawi's a hater. <laughs> um, but. I will say one of the, what he was he wasn't asking me to use the space he was saying please elevate the audio quality of my production and that meant something to me because I honor as a content creator and as an artist quality without that our stories get hidden they get lost and so in a space very much like this OT and I I, I joined my episode was episode 15 on the Dukkan show by episode 31 the guest on the show yeah, yeah. Uh, unlike uh, some people on this panel, but um, I, but also I, by episode thirty-one, I was a co-host on the show, and as of yesterday, we released episode one hundred and nineteen, and so OT and Akawi and I have been. Thank you, thank you, and listen to this now. Yo, check it out.
guys didn't hear episode 119 yet, please go. It's an inspirational story about an amazing young lady changing stereotypes in Saudi. So subscribe, yeah. listen, tell your aunties. That's the plug. Mother. That's the plug. But comparing it to what OT played to you, what you'll hear are multiple layers. The layers that reflect how Dukan has grown, but also how the culture that I found myself in was growing. So we had people come through to our episode who shared our, you, I'm not sure if you heard it, but someone said the Arab yeah. digital generation. I actually feel like that's who we are. But OT and I were, were not, we weren't comfortable with calling ourselves that even though we've been called the voice of the Arab digital generation, yeah. which is so not us. We're just, people trying to figure ourselves out. So in the same spaces, we began to invite the people who we felt were shaping the landscape of the Arab world or the way that people see Arabs. And not only that, we were we were trying to invite heavy hitters like OGs and people who had OGs like the old gangsters. <laughs> Sorry, that's a hip hop term, which Wrong means country. people who have shaped culture in their way and we've inherited that. See, somebody call them and tell them I gave them a definition for I will. themselves. Um, <laughs> on this couch are Kerning Cultures. Kerning Cultures is an amazing podcast. It's an investigative journalism podcast. And speaking to OT's point about a sonic identity or a sonic signature, these ladies tell the region stories and they spend five to six months on an episode. We're pumping an episode out a week and these ladies are digging deep, going into the stories. Like one of the amazing episodes that they had was uh, at the time when Trump was being, um, when during the elections, they went to find Arabs who supported Trump and they went to tell those stories. For me, finally, there was a space for us to tell our stories. But the, the stories that rose to the surface, the cream of the crop, always had quality at the fore. Quality and sound, but quality in storytelling. I wanted to hear stories about people like me, about women like me, about men like them, who celebrate us and we as a culture that is positive, as a culture that is of love, and as a culture that will shape the world that we eventually will know. And so the hardest thing to do, speaking of five months versus one week, is consistency. Yeah. Every podcast that makes it, every piece of content that makes it, sits on the bedrock of consistency, which means it doesn't matter if you've got a funeral, I'm sorry, we have to record. It doesn't matter if you have work to do, we, are, we, we run businesses, we have our lives, we have our friends and family who have very high demands on our time, irrelevant. What we're doing is cultural work. If you call OT an influencer, he will probably ignore you or punch you in the face because we're not, we're not influencers. We're doing cultural work and cultural work needs consistency. And that word alone, if you want to create your sound, go there first. That's mm -hmm. the key to creating great content. Um, speaking of quality and consistency, once we started to do that, we started to bring on board, or actually we say come through our stoop, um, people who were shaping their industries. And one, my, my hope is that when Akkawi is old and gray and can't move <laughs> anymore, more we're going to look back at the Dukan Show archive as a wonderful, the amazing people. So nobody can say we didn't. Yeah. And nobody can say we didn't have voices or we didn't have artists or we didn't have soul. It's ridiculous to it's even think that. It's for us to tell our stories before it is told for us. It was. It was. And so uh, Odyssey, for example, who began 
who spoke very deeply to OT yeah. and the struggle of being, you know, in in one foot, out in in one place and in another. The true third culture kids struggle. Mm -hmm. Narsi, who makes music and content for us and by us. Uh, Fahad Al Buteri, whose work in 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 film is unbelievable. So, and this is the the, the fruits of their labor are what we sit on as progress, if we will, today. Uh, Danny Neville and Hamdan and Abri shaping the way that we see and feel sound today. Hassan Hajjaj and uh, Carlos Mayer OGs who shaped culture, who made culture, and who are guiding us as we try and find and shape our own identities. Uh, Fatma Al-Banawi, a wonderful, amazing woman who is at the forefront now of Saudi storytelling. Yeah. So this is just a microscopic moment in 119 episodes of people who shared our space. So once again, never let them say we didn't, that we didn't have, that we didn't try. And it's on quality and consistency that this culture is born. And it started in those rooms, in a little room in Sharjah. Consistency somewhere. is an example of Gary Vaynerchuk with a, with oh a small God. mic. Oh, yeah. OT was at Cannes. <laughs> He had like one of those little mics that you plug into his iPhone. He chased the man down, literally hunting him down as the guy got a coffee. And he's like, can I record an episode? And not only did he make it onto Gary Vaynerchuk's episode, but that probably became one of the episodes where people called us and were like, oh my God, thank you so much. That's what he meant when Just he said these things. Just imagine today at Apple in New York City is Gary V talking about when he met me. Yeah. This is what's currently happening. Unreal. I was honest. Unreal. Oh Bro. yeah, by the way guys, that's the motivational one, two, three. The Akawi one, two, three. So, at the heart of whatever, everything that we do is love and passion and drive. It sounds so cliche, but it's the absolute truth. And what I wanted to always say is that when you come and sit in our space in the true way of Arab hospitality, we will share with you, we will love you, and we will listen to you, but then you gotta go home after and that. We'll give you and it's dope, and we'll probably give you some food. Um, so one of the pinnacle moments for us, so uh, there were two pinnacle moments. One of the moments that I really realized, okay, we can shape and we can change culture, is we, we received a letter actually yeah. from a young man in the States, uh, OT. Hector my, Castillo. Has, Hector Castillo sent us a little Facebook message, and he said, I don't have many friends, I have no Arab friends, I have no Muslim friends, and you're the first Arabs I know. He said, you're the first Arabs I know. How, how we infiltrate from our desert to his desert and somewhere in the middle of Phoenix, I figured, wow, we shaped something. But then the second time, this actually blew my mind. And I really realized, OT and I stood there for a moment, we're like, oh my God, we can change the world. Um, this is Yusuf Tukan Tukan. And his name's so nice, they say it twice. Tukan, Tukan. Um, yeah. um, and for those who don't know, he is a, a mogul in the advertising industry and a huge believer in the future of the Arab digital generation. He approached OT. Uh, OT had won uh, so, a trip to Cannes. Tell them. Yeah, so at the time, I mean, before getting the trip to go to Cannes, Yusuf hits me up and he's known for his keynote speeches, always has deep narratives about the Arab world to tell. And he gives me a call. I think I should stand up. This yeah. is better. So at the time, Yusuf gives me a call and he says, I'm planning my new talk for Cannes and it's actually inspired by the Cannes show. And the title of the, the talk was The New Tribes of Arabia. And at the time, this was something we were iterating between Reem and I for a while. We were and batting the words around, but they weren't yes, sticking into exactly. And it wasn't something online, right? We were just speaking that language for a while. And I was so intrigued by this conversation that I actually sat with him and we kind of, package the talk and I pretty much all I did was tell him our story 
And I sat there and we structured this for first time, the rest of the world and the advertising industry and media industry giants were going to hear our name. And I got lucky. I want a trip to Cannes. So I was in that, I was in the audience in that room. And it was probably one of the most humbling experiences hearing your name said out loud on stage in a room full of the biggest names in the world. And they get to experience and hear these stories of these kids from Sharjah that happened to be recording this podcast. And the intro he gave to this, I think, was phenomenal because it was something I was battling with and what to call it yeah. as well is something that we're battling with as third culture kids and where is home and the question of identity and the idea that gave birth to the can. So we went back and forth on this for a while. And finally, this is pretty much what it looked like. So here we go. It's attracting a whole new generation of young people today who belong nowhere and in a sense belong everywhere because we're kind of creating our own tribes and building our own kind of communities around ourselves. And one of the things that are probably most emblematic of this is a podcast called The Dukan Show, uh, which is started by two friends of mine. Ah. I think half the, half the Dukantra is actually here today. Um, but Omar is, um, is Sudani, but was born and raised in the UAE. And his partner, Reem, is half Filipino, half Iraqi, and grew up in Canada. So very emblematic of these third culture kids, where the concept of the Dukan is the, the corner shop or the tuck shop. And that's where all the kids used to go play. No matter who you were, that's where you wound up every day. And they're trying to build a similar platform today with their podcast. Uh, first off, to correct Yusuf, what he got wrong and I tried to remind him about this, was that I was actually born in Sudan, not here. Just to point that one out. Um, the other thing is that um, to that intro, I think being up there and, and speaking about it like that was just breathtaking. Uh, because we didn't know we could do that, you know? And I think, not. I think sometimes you just need that kind of cosign. <laughs> um, but then beyond what he said, uh, we had an episode with uh, Salem. Salem Al-Qasmi. Salem Al-Qasmi, who uh, started Fikra in Sharjah, a wonderful agency that really thinks about the flow between Arabic and English brand and literature and calligraphy. And he said, he, he, he was talking about how he's Emirati, and because he always uh, is drawing, his kinduras are always dirty. And so he's always... They're always stained with charcoal or paint or something. And that stands against the representation of that perfect crisp, white, white, crisp. And, you know, he said, well, I'm the neo-Bedouin. And at the moment OT and I heard it, we <laughs> locked eyes in, the, in, in, in that studio. Yeah. And we said, there it is. There's our definition. That's us. Uprooted diaspora. We, be, we belong everywhere. We belong nowhere. But where my feet are is my home right now. And I will share love and space with the people around us. And that's the culture that we hope Dukan will represent. And so as we moved, we, we kind of really tried to think about our role in the culture. What does that mean if there even was one? And as OT and I began to develop that, we realized our voice is too narrow. I'm very narrow and OT yeah. is very narrow because I speak to my story and a very specific story. And so actually, we turned to Akawi and we said, <laughs> We did it. Yo, was, do you want to hang out? We turned to Akawi and he said, Yeah, let, let the man speak. Right. I feel like we're giving him a lot well, yo, of credit you have right to now. Say, first of all, one of the biggest reasons because you needed a Lebanese guy on the show. We didn't. <laughs> you tell it to me in, indoors, but. But before, before we get this started, I just want to say thank you for giving me the chance to come on the catch. When the guys came and they told me, hey, do you want to you broaden up the show? Do you want to be part of it? It took me around 20 to 25 seconds. Oh, and I was like, yeah. I he was like, do you want to? And then Akawi was like, yes, a million times. Yes, I love you. 
But what else do you get when you get the chance to do amazing stuff and even more? And what I see them doing throughout this, and I've seen most of these stuff, I wasn't there. And I can't wait to see what we're going to do. And you're doing it with family. And that's one of the most important things. So going back to Neo-Bedouin and what Salem said about Neo-Bedouin and how we practice it. The key word is that, that we do not create culture, but we practice culture through Neo-Bedouin and through being third culture kids. So, and how now Dukan is practicing it. And this is where we're moving a bit from the podcast and moving into this space where we're uh, a multimedia platform, content creation platform, where we do stuff such as in one, an example of that is the five minute show face, which who doesn't know is a daily show. Okay, it's not on a Sometimes. daily basis. It's not, it's a, not daily a daily show. Neither <laughs> is it five minutes. And it's not five. We just no. lie. The title is a lie. The title is a lie. But it's because of the interactions that we got from the people that come on to the it's an, it's through Instagram and from the stories and what's happening in the community that actually takes more than five minutes to discuss. Another another amazing moment when it came to interaction, engagement, and conversation is the beautiful pop-up that the guys built in D3 in general and where it gave a chance for people to come and enjoy some of their childhood snacks whether if it's puppy snack, chips, Oman, hobby, whatever you guys wanted, and to come and have a conversation with us. And it was one of the first times where Reem and her team established Facebook Live. Shout out to the collective team, uh, which gave us an Well done one. with the plugs. Yeah, thank you for the plugs. Well done with we that. We appreciate I'll see. it. I'll bill you later. Anyways, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which gave us a chance to interact with a wider audience, more topics, more conversation. But not only that, during this, during our pop-ups, we would have people texting us saying, hey, we're coming from Al Ain, yeah. we're coming from Ajman. These people only knew us through the podcast. They didn't, we, they'd never met us. This was the first time we'd actually put up a pop-up. Yeah. Uh, Akawi uh, called in sick for three days and basically ate chips in front of our podcast. That's all he did. Panda, 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 my favorite. Yeah, panda, but, but the truth was that we suddenly realized, oh, there's a space for us yeah. and we need to make this space. So that was one. Of, that was one of the many types of interaction Go through video and establishing more conversations through video. And this is a collaboration with it with the Renaissance and Dina Yassin, where we sat down and had food and conversation. We love food, by the way. Anyone wants to get all three of us in a room, promise us food. We'll move in. And Dina came and told us her story and how she expresses and practices her culture through her fashion. So, and this is one of the moments where you see us at our rawest moments, our laughter, our conversation, our shoes is a big thing. These boys have a, a, a problem thing. with shoes. We don't. So, we just like sneakers. shout out to Adam for all the help on the video. Well done, kid. But yeah, and again, it's just it's just us expressing ourselves and having conversation about... So Dina came and told us her story with fashion, how she expresses herself through thread, uh, through design, which takes us to... Which takes us to us sitting down with Dina and wanting to express ourselves through what we were on a day-to-day -day basis. Uh, and Dina was shot. an angel where she sat down with us individually and she asked us questions about our culture, about the cultures that we lived in. Me living in Abu Dhabi and now growing up in Lebanon, yeah. OT moving to Sharjah, Reem living everywhere in the world and expressing our identities through these amazing... And to credit Dina, what's great about her is that for those that don't know Dina Yassin, She's pretty much an Eritrean yeah. fashion designer from, who was born in Sudan, grew up in Abu Dhabi, became a red carpet and magazine designer in New York, leaving all that to move back to Franco that used African fabrics and textiles that represented who we were. And we actually met her through an episode because she, she was, was styling for your videos. And so that's part of it is that this audio experience is so much more than that. And culture is practiced through fashion and interaction in this circumstance. And, and you know, it's not just about the... So we spoke about interactions, we spoke about engagement, videos, the podcast, but there's also the lifestyle behind it where we try to maintain uh, to be healthy so we can do everything that we want to do. 
uh, which brings us to the can gets fit, I and this is a very interesting story. This is his favorite. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is why he's here. You're welcome. Six, <laughs> <laughs> six to seven weeks ago, me and Ot were sitting down, and he's like, "Man, I'm fat. My mama doesn't talk to me. My girlfriend isn't fine." So I went and I smacked him. And I was like, OT, snap out of it. True Tell story. Us. I was there. He sure. backhanded. Backhanded. It was a backhand. Quentin Tarantino, ladies and yeah. gentlemen. <laughs> and, we, and I was like, you know what? Next, the same night, I was like, OT, pack a gym bag. And he, for the first time, he listened to me. And he actually packed the gym bag. And we went to a Nike training club at Bear, which when we started, OT went in. And he's like, four minutes in, whether you know it, OT had a lot of stamina in which he broke down. Went back to the back of the class and he's like, bro, like I can't do like class, you know, like he was doing half a lunge, half a squat. And we're like, fine, this this sheds some light that our stamina's are very bad. So the next day we the next day we got remarched, he's like, sorry, I don't have any time. So Joel, an hour in your schedule for us to go the next day at six AM. So we went, did great, everyone. You did a very bad job during the class. I did a great job. I just no, want to let everyone. No, you didn't. You use weights. I was, I was, I was awake. Reem skipped the first half an hour so she could look good at the end. No, 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 no. I stayed, but I did use weights, and I was. Ama- I give myself victories. I woke You're up. You're the only I one without up. a partner. I woke up. I showed up late enough to not have a partner, and I made it through the class. Life hack. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, a couple of days after that, Ot goes for his monthly checkups. Who doesn't know? And we're not going to dwell into this. Ot has Go four kidneys. Well, okay, Fourth. so I actually do. You're you're looking at an eight kidney paddle, ladies an and gentlemen. Panel, There's ladies an eight and kidney gentlemen. panel. Ot, we talk about this on the show a lot. We share our entire lives on the show. Yeah. Uh, Ot has had uh, two, two kidney transplants, <laughs> and he had an, a, a quite a crazy circumstance where you were in a coma for a bit because yeah. the kidney was rejected. But that uh, now is articulated in moments when we watch ourselves and we 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 feel time differently. Yeah. yeah. So this was a moment when OT was like, I remember you said you came back and he said what he called he you. Came, he came. Yeah, he came. It's like, yo, they just told me I have high cholesterol. Yeah. And we're like, okay, now this is where we really need to step it up and actually get our lives better and more healthier. And you know, Ramadan was right around the corner. Yeah. Or like everyone was doing about, this whole. It was about ten fit. days before Ramadan. Ten days before Ramadan, everyone was on that get fit in Ramadan kind of vibe. And you know, Ramadan is the month of healthiness and intermittent fasting. So we're like, you know, let's do. Let's reach out to people and see who can help us. And surprisingly enough, Nike came on board, Athlete came on board, Tarakan, they all gave us nutritional support, uh, they gave us classes, they gave us PT, and it was such a beautiful journey, which we actually got in a very nice video, which shout out to Farah and Hamad, they captured it, Ooh, it showcases... We see you, young guys. Right there. Our, our young, oh, there right he is there. in the back. Thank you very much for your support, This video guys. showcases OT's struggle, the struggle that OT went to, OT struggling. Really, tell us what this video showcases. <laughs> tell us what the video showcases. Struggle, OT struggle. Well done, thank you. So, I feel exploited right now. Oh wait, I'm a, I'm a step uh, aside. I don't like this. One. Yeah, step yeah, because you know, no one can see when you're sitting down. Post kidney transplant patients, they all have very different stories and very different journeys. My first surgery was a rebirth experience. I hate the idea of feeling idle, so I think I use this line more than the person that said it, Bill Bowerman. Which is, if you have a body, then you're an athlete. What are we gonna? I hate him. What are we gonna get after this? Yo, what up, tribe? What up, tribe? Yo, Reem, you're missing out. Woo! The fact that I had high cholesterol, I think, was great because it's like the ass whooping I needed. Just completed a run down by the beach. The can get spit is terrible. That is horrible. (laughs) Don't do it. it 3K run. Got my brother over there. The cousin. New record. Personal record for me, 
Just completed 3.2 kilometers non-stop. us putting our voices out there and our problems out there and our insecurities out there you get to understand that you're not alone for me now it's not about the aesthetic but i want to be able to run up the stairs at 60. I like that it made me look good. Uh, thanks, guys. Farah, and you know, the beauty it. of it, I the like beauty it. of it, is that after all this struggle, the the weight, the 73 kilograms that you showed, that Oti showed you, he actually started this fitness journey. He was 79. Yes. Oh, he wants your applause. Wait, wait, that's not it. That's not it. That's not it. That's not it. Love it was when you first started. That when you came in, and you, oh, I have high cholesterol. LDL, was LDL was at 5.98. And now, 2.4. Slow oh. clap. Slow clap, ladies and gentlemen. Slow clap. Slow clap. Slow clap. <laughs> Well, I don't and like you know, him. it's not just a Ramadan thing. We're going to continue with it, ladies and gentlemen. So whoever wants to join us, please don't. do. We won't promise lowering any cholesterol levels. It's all about you. Yeah. It's all about you. So actually, there, there is something I do want to celebrate is Akkawi because he made it sound like we, 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 we did this. It was all Akkawi. The moment he heard that there was something wrong with OT, aside from the usually things he points out every day, we began to like, he, he, he called me. I and sent said, them 40 meeting requests. He, I received... 35 meeting requests 35. in one go. I don't know if you've ever received 35 meeting requests to work out, but that's the kind Spam. of that yeah, that's, 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 that's the junk. kind of um, tenacity and drive and and love that you've brought to our community, and I appreciate that. So um, we actually have a really amazing announcement. Speaking of uh, you know really great things, uh, we've decided, and this is an announcement for today, and we'll be carrying this on as the as the years go by. I hope uh, we will now be the Dukan show is going to be the show, but attached to it, we're expanding it to create a creative consultancy for grow homegrown content, and that's going to be called the Pan OT is going to spearhead it, and hopefully, may we have many 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 more dukans we need we're taking responsibility for the question where's the look where's the, where's your voice where are you guys what's your content well we'll answer that and so if you have ideas if you want to collaborate um ot will personally uh, give you some facetime no whatever, kind of whatever kind of content whatever kind of content and our hope for the future is that we will never say that we were not heard yeah. because that's what we are. We are the creative class, we are powerful, and the Can Media will be an agency that will work with brands to help take that to the you know yeah. to the fore. And no holds barred. We get to play the way we do in the community that we've made. And thank you, thank you, thank you. So oh, All right. sorry. I think we have to go back. Are we gonna see the video again? No, it just seemed to hit it. Anyways, so okay. oh, let's let's recap. Let's recap. Let's recap. So, with the spirit of the Can Media, to just reiterate, pretty much, we've all known the Can Show and we've seen it grow over time. What we just did is we created a mother business to it that is gonna hold different shows and different concepts, just like the Can Get Stood and everything we're doing. But more importantly, all of you guys can be part, and we're gonna open this to everyone. 
to take part in it. And staying true to our story and how we kicked off and how all of this started, it did start with a podcast. And if there's anything you guys want to take out today, is, is pretty much points, which is first and foremost, if you ever want to create content and specifically you want to move into the audio space, rule number one is what is your sonic design? Think of the listener. What are you putting them through? What are they hearing? What is the story? What is the experience looking like? And that's pretty much what we're, what we're creating for. For example, we had the fourth wall. You don't have to do that. You can pretty much create anything. You can talk directly to people. You can scream at them if you want, if you have something passionately angry you want to say, you know? Or you could be like two dope queens where you're just cracking jokes the entire hour of your show, right? So just figure out what is the sonic design experience that you want to create for yourself. And second thing is quality. In this case, quality could be your audio quality, the quality of the story, the quality of the experience. You don't need a soundproof studio. You need a laptop, put a blanket and cover your head, you and your mic, and you can record pieces of content. Today, there's apps like Anchor. You can create this on your phone, on the move, and launch it onto the iTunes store, and you have a podcast, right? So these are different experiences that make things easier for everybody. The other thing is entertainment, which is why are people coming to listen? Why would I come back and listen to what you have to say every single week? So there's always an element of entertainment, be it drama, the storytelling, the humor. Like bringing Akawi was great because Reem and I can get very deep into we, we trying to... We tend to have like deep philosophical, yeah. like what are we doing here? Like yeah, questions. And we, we try to unravel too many topics yeah. and then Akawi comes along and everything's a joke to him. So it's just never taken seriously in life. <laughs> but but <laughs> because we committed, we, we were, we, we committed to quality but we try and we did our best to be entertaining. Yeah. We're actually the number one society and culture podcast yeah. on, for how, I don't know how long now, OT is the numbers. Guys. Okay, so we've been, so we hit number one society and culture podcast about a year and a half ago. We've been in new and noteworthy from our third week in. So shout outs to iTunes because you guys- Thank you iTunes. Um, <laughs> Thank you for giving us a place. And we were the number one show a few times in the UAE and across the region. So. These fluctuate, but we've managed to celebrate that time and time again. And this is more than anything else was because of consistency. Yeah. If you forget everything I said, whether you decide to do a podcast or not and want to do anything else in your life, it's consistency. The idea is that religiously every Tuesday, our episode goes on air. Regardless, sometimes it went on air at 8 a.m. Sometimes it went on air at 11 p.m., but it had to go out on a Tuesday. We've been doing that for two and a half years straight. First episode went live on the iTunes store on the 19th of January in 2016. And we haven't stopped since. We actually yeah. took one hiatus, which, which was, was this Ramadan. Ramadan. But we, we were, were off doing for four weeks. Get spit. And yeah. that was the birth of the Can Get Spit. So even then, we were still creating content. It just never stopped. So if there's anything I would always reiterate, is always consistency, consistency. Thank you so much, guys. Cheers. We Thanks. love you guys. Thank Thanks. you very much. Salam. Salam.